This is the Mercy Talk podcast. Mercy Talk is brought to you by Mercy Multiplied. We exist to encourage, equip, and empower both men and women with the same biblically-based principles we've seen work for over 35 years in our residential homes. If you want to find out more, head on over to mercymultiplied.com. Well, hey, everyone. Welcome back to Mercy Talk. This is one of your hosts, Melanie Wise, and I am the Senior Director of Outreach at Mercy. And I am one of your other hosts, Dr. Brooke Keels, and I am the Senior Director of Counseling and Program Strategy here at Mercy. Hey, and I'm Rachel Thomas. I'm the Podcast Coordinator and Content Specialist here at Mercy, one of your other hosts as well. (laughs) You got three, (laughs) y'all. You got three going on. Uh, But we're pumped. We're so pumped that you're with us for today's show. We're going to be diving into key five of seven. And if you've been following along with us, then you know that we are so pumped to be revisiting these keys and just looking at them with fresh eyes and fresh revelation. And so we're going to be talking today about breaking generational patterns. And for many of us, The problems and issues we face may have been greatly influenced by generations before us. And it's crazy to even think that because I think most of us just wake up and think, oh, why, you know, why am I struggling with this? And don't even stop to think, wow, this actually is much bigger than just me. This is Mm -hmm. a much bigger story. Um, So it's really important that we don't miss this key here. So I'm going to kick today off by Story time. Story time with Mercy Talk. Story time with Rachel Thomas. Story time with Rachel Thomas. I wish we could all be sitting in front of you. Oh, girl, with some, yeah. with some, uh, <laughs> good, a good latte right now. Yeah. Um, yeah. No. So I actually, this is a fascinating story, and we, mm-hmm. I believe, don't we share this at Empower as well, Mel? Uh, I think we have shared it, but I just know like it's the it's a story that we have in, in the our book. Keys to Freedom study, right? Yes. So if you've not been to an Empower, you should definitely come. And we will always say that. But uh, here's a little preview, y'all, from the Keys to Freedom study. (laughs) It says, it's about a dog that worked in the canine unit of the police force. Her job was to chase down, gosh, can I read today? Perpetrators, there we go, and assist the police in arrests. She was the fastest dog in the force until disaster struck one night. She was chasing a criminal when he ran out onto the road, and as she followed, she was hit by a truck and almost killed. They would have put her down out of kindness, but they discovered at the vet's office that she was carrying a litter of puppies. So they committed to rehabilitating her for the sake of the puppies, and she was unable to walk properly due to her injuries, taking two steps with her front paws and then dragging her back legs along behind. And this is crazy. This just blows my mind. When her puppies were born, her caregivers were delighted to discover that each one was fully mobile, healthy, despite the trauma, you know, of gosh, being hit by a car. Um, However, within weeks of their birth, the caregivers found a strange thing happening. The puppies who were born perfectly able to walk began to copy their mother, two steps and then a drag, two steps and then a drag again. The influence of their mother's injury was so strong that it began to override their own healthy bodies and ability. The mother wouldn't have wanted that for her puppies, but due to her own limitations, she wasn't able to model anything else. In the end, the puppies had to be shown by other dogs how to walk so that they would not be limited by an injury that wasn't their own. And drop the mic because it's like wow if you could ever yeah if you could ever have a better comparison to generational patterns and what our parents struggled with and how that influences you 
y'all just remember the dogs, remember the, <laughs> the story of the puppies here and how that plays in generational patterns. So that's what we're mm-hmm. going to dive into. And we hope this gets, you know, your, your, your brain start thinking and taking juices flowing about, okay, what does this actually mean for me and my everyday life? I mean, I really like from that story, just the last couple of lines that I just think these perfectly, perfectly illustrates mm-hmm. what we're talking about. Yeah. The, the mother wouldn't have wanted that for her puppies, but due right. to her own limitations, she wasn't really able to model anything else. Now, right. that may not be a perfect comparison to humans because at some level we do all have some level of choice. But sure. when I think sometimes about, um, you know, I have, I have wonderful parents, um, obviously not perfect, but, you know, when I just think about people, I mean, like we say this all the time on Mercy Talk, most of us, most of us are really doing the best we can. Most moms and dads out there are really trying to do the best they can, you know? And so just understanding that there's a lot of grace for, even if you just didn't have really great caretakers, um, just to understand that they may really have been doing the best they could with what they had. Right. And, um, and so understanding that, but then I, I think that last sentence you said, um, the puppies had to be shown by other dogs how to walk right. so that they wouldn't be limited by an injury that actually wasn't their own. That's it was crazy. just something they picked up. Right. So, I mean, it's just like that to me is the, it's the perfect comparison to right. what we're talking about today. Right. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, it really is. I like it when um, analogies actually work all the way down because you know right. usually if you go too far they break apart but this one this one's pretty good yeah um yeah. and I think too just understanding that yeah that all of us inherit patterns of living and thinking and whether you like it or not you do and when you're in it you can't assess it right which is why we need other people in our lives and community and I think we have 400 podcasts on that so I won't get into <laughs> to everything but you know, we typically adopt thoughts, you know, feelings, um, behavior patterns from our parents, our grandparents, and we're also influenced by the culture around us. Like, I think we can't forget that either. Like what our culture is, you know, is, is what we exist in. It's the system in which it changes us and we change it. It's a back and forth, you know, uh, recursive relationship in that. And so, um, knowing that the belief system our culture holds also affects us as well as our parents and grandparents, right? When you get into school, the belief system your friends hold, like all that. And, and you know this, as you're growing up, you're just kind of trying to figure out what you actually believe. Sure. Um, and if you don't have healthy people in there helping you think through that, right, it can be a problem. And so, you know, and, and the patterns that we get can either be life-giving or life-destroying, right? So we can get really great things from our parents that, you know, I've talked about this before. So my dad is one of the most hardworking people I know. He can work 17 jobs and do an amazing job at all of it. And I just thought that was the greatest thing ever, you know, but then he wasn't home. So, you know, I have my the ability to, to work hard and think through and, you know, I have strategy from him and I see like all of these amazing things that I got from him but he wasn't there. And so that was something that I had to really deal in my own life was that your family has to be priority. And what does that look like? But to him, that was putting our family first because he was so concerned because his dad did not provide financially and wasn't that stable, right? That he wanted us to be taken care of financially. So to him, he's like, but y'all were taken care of like that because there was a deficit in his life. He tried to fill that void. (laughs) 
And then it ended up with him not really being around. Sure. Right. And so, you know, now I've got to figure out and navigate how do I work really hard because I love it. Work is life giving to me, but I've also got to be really present with my family. Right. That's yeah. something we got to figure out how to do both. things. How do we provide and be present? You know, and right. it doesn't look like what our parents said it should look like. You know, it doesn't look like what my family said it should look like. Um, and so, you know, I think that's just an example of kind of the both and. And the other thing is, you know what, we have genetic patterns and we have behavioral patterns, right? Mm-hmm. When, and so if you have genetic patterns, that may mean that if you were even adopted into your family, you've got patterns that come from a family that you don't even know, yeah. right? You'll have tendencies, you'll have, you know, and it's really cool to see that when like, you know, kids meet their, you know, biological families and they're like, oh, I do that too. And like just these small things that we don't even realize how powerful genetics are. Yeah. Um, and, and, you know, how, how important our biological makeup is. And for a long time, especially like in the adoption and foster care system, they really try to pretend that wasn't a thing. Like, mm-hmm. just don't tell them they're adopted and they'll just be right in your family, you know, yeah. but you can't do that. And like you talk about, right, we are mind, mind, body, spirit, right? So yeah. you have to know, like, body is important. And just because there may be some messed up genetics somewhere, we don't negate that, right? The Lord knows what he's doing and he makes all things good. And he's got just as much authority with our physical being as he does with our okay. emotions and our spirit. Um, you know, and then the other things are biological. If all you've ever seen is, you know, my mom or dad drinking or mom and dad doing drugs or mom and dad doing whatever, you know, that influences you. You may not turn to addiction in uh, substances because you try to run as far away from that as you could, um, but it may play out in some other way. Like it will influence us and it influences our decisions. And you also see people that are like, I said, I would never do that. I said, I would never be angry like my mom or my dad, you know, I said I would never do that. And then they fall into those patterns because it's really great to, to theoretically want to do something. It's a whole other ball game to actually learn how to be healthy. And so just like she taught them how to walk inappropriately, you have to learn how to walk healthily and how to be healthy. We think that we somehow just know that and we don't, we don't know it. We have to learn what that looks like, you know, in the world. So, yeah, no, that's that's so good and so important to point out just because I think that's a question that comes up every single time we talk about this topic um, and people who have just kind of been told their whole life, well, your mommy and your daddy and your whatever, your grandpa, they were all like this. Mm-hmm. So that's just how it's going to be. Right. It's just, it, and it's truly, it's truly said to them in like a total, you're doomed. Yeah. kind of way there's no yeah. hope there's no way out of this this is part of your genetic makeup so that's just how it is so I think it's so good to address that and um, you also mentioned this kind of broken what you shared but I do think it's important for everybody to know um, this this uh, this key really does apply to everyone mm. whether or not you even know your yes. biological family or whether or not you even have biological children I know some people who are like I don't really need to worry too much about that because nothing's going to get passed on in my family because I don't have kids. You are influencing the next generation. You just are, yeah. like it or not. Um, there are ways that you are going to be passing on things into the next generation. So um, I think it's important to know that no one is exempt from this one. Totally. Um, but depending on kind of how you were raised and if you were maybe adopted or if you had other caretakers that were significant uh, pieces of your life growing up, like consider 
all of those things as you, as you think about generational patterns. Um, you know, so I think, I think it's really important too, for us to always go back to some of the, um, scriptural basis behind what we share when we share about this key. I think it's important to understand that there is, um, there is some just science and biological pieces of this, but then there's also this, this spiritual piece that is very, very important to us when we talk about generational patterns. Um, and so just even looking at scripture, when you look and you realize that what, what it tells us is that, yes, we are flesh. Yes, we did come into this world with in an earthly bloodline. Every single person did. What's really cool when you look at scripture is that it's pretty clear that Jesus's perfect human life actually made it possible for us to have a second birth. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of this idea that we go from that says, um, and I mean, this is in, this is in John three, where he says, no one can enter the kingdom of God unless they are born of water and the spirit flesh gives birth to flesh. That's all of us, but the spirit gives birth to spirit. So when we come to Christ, when we are in him, and this is, you know, this is kind of one of the reasons why we are like keys to freedom yeah. Uh, at its core is really directed towards people who are in Christ because there are promises and there are things that we get to declare over our lives because we belong to him. So if you don't, then this is going to be a more difficult one to apply <laughs> because what scripture says is that when you come to Christ, you are born again by the spirit. And so through the blood of Jesus, this new bloodline was created and we get to enter into that bloodline. We get to enter into this family of God because of Jesus. And we believe that this new bloodline can, if you choose to allow it, supersede the bloodline that you were actually born into. His blood is stronger than the blood of our earthly families. And it has the power, the blood of Jesus has the power to break those negative patterns, those negative tendencies that have been passed down to us, whether that was by habit or just family dynamics or patterns that you saw or genetics, like you said, Brooke. Um, I think first John four, four, which is one of my favorite scriptures is the perfect. It's, it's the scripture that says he who is in you is greater than he who is in the world. And i I feel like that perfectly applies to our family patterns. And so I think it's just, it's a really good idea to say like, where are we even getting this concept that like, Jesus has the ability to break this stuff in our lives. Well, I mean, that's, that's literally where, where we're coming from on this one. So, yeah, no, that's so good. I I love that verse. Um, Another one that I really love too is in Galatians four, four through seven that says, but when the right time came, God sent his son born of a woman subject to the law. God sent him to buy freedom for us who were slaves to the law so that he could adopt us as his very own children. And because we are his children, God has sent the spirit of his son into our hearts, prompting us to call out this is the best part, y'all, Abba, Father. Mm-hmm. Now you are no longer a slave, but God's own child. And since you are his child, God has made you his heir. And so, I mean, again, drop the mic. That's straight from the word. <laughs> That's so powerful. And I love even that before we dove into generational patterns, we had to walk through and talk about forgiveness last time, because I think that so perfectly sets up this mm-hmm. conversation as you are looking at those things um, that are a part of your family history and a part of your story and being honest about them, but also being able to hand those things over 
to the Lord and allow him to have the final say so that you're not constantly looking at your story and just entangled in bitterness and frustration and even maybe despair. Cause I don't know about you, but it can feel hopeless sometimes looking at things you're struggling with and being, you know, Oh man, my mom and my grandma, my great grandma, I mean, I, I'm doomed. Like how am I yeah. ever going to be free of that? So anyways, just a side note, but so basically this tells us uh, that God doesn't leave us in bondage to what our families have passed down and that he's provided a way of escape because of what Jesus has done for us. We're able to become children of God and we enter his bloodline and become co-heirs with Christ. Um, and this is the transaction, which is just, it's incredible to think about in the spirit that positions us to break those negative generational patterns past us. And the last thing I just wanted to kind of hit on Mal, you mentioned this before, like for those who may not have kids or think, oh, this doesn't affect me. You know, like I have some incredible friends who, who don't have kiddos right now and some who never will be able to. And because they have chosen to look back and walk through forgiveness and be honest about their family story and then you know establish that Jesus has the power to break what they went through they are so free what mm -hmm. they are able to pour into those around them and their friendships I'm a better person for like yeah. I mean they're they're a they're a direct um you know they're they're some of the most influential people in my life because of their freedom because they have been honest and decided to take those hard things so just a reiteration of what you said already that it affects everyone around you your friendships your work i mean <laughs> you want to be free you know like this is the stuff it's the hard work man it, it's yeah. just the hard work so anyways i love that yeah. i love that verse Mercy Multiplied exists to provide opportunities for all to experience God's unconditional love, forgiveness, and life-transforming power. Our residential program is for women ages 13 to 32, and our outpatient services are for women ages 13 and older. Both programs are voluntary, biblically-based, and completely free of charge. Our goal is to help women in our programs permanently stop destructive cycles, discover purposes for their lives, and experience God's unconditional love, forgiveness, and life-transforming power. If you or someone you know would like to apply to one of our programs or you'd simply like to find out more information, you can start by heading to our website at mercymultiplied.com. just being a part of, you know, Christ's bloodline does not mean that we don't still struggle and that, you know, sure. won't still have them. Absolutely. And the thing is the bloodline of Christ has to be chosen, right? We have to choose to believe that. How many right. times we're like, I still struggle with this, but God said, I'm a new creation. That's so right. that's what I'm clinging to. That's you know, right. we have to partner with that and all Christians have access to the power of God's bloodline we have to choose to put it to use just like any, anything else that we talk about in keys to freedom, this is about partnering with the Lord, you know? So when somebody's in Christ, you can't say, well, I'm just this way. It's right. just, is, it is right? right. Well, that's not true. Like if that's something that the Lord wants to heal you from, free you from and grow you in, and it may not look the way that you want it to look. Like you talked about your friends sometimes yep. you, you don't end up having kids, you know, right. and, and, then we have to accept the fallen world for that. But if we believe that God makes all things good, mm -hmm. then you can still be free. You can grieve the thing. You can have sorrow for it and you can right. still be free, you know, from what was lost. Um, yeah. And and I think especially people who've, who've had really terrible parental experiences, mm -hmm. you've 
got to grieve that you weren't parented and grieve that you weren't a kid, but you don't get that back, right? It doesn't just come back. What happens is the Lord restores you mm-hmm. and frees you from it, but he doesn't take you back in time, if that right. makes sense. That's good. Though that would be very awesome. I'd really like to try junior <laughs> high again in a much different way. Oh, in a different totally haircut. Different. I would not <laughs> Primarily. Yeah. Looking at old pictures, it's just like, man, I just, I thought that was a good idea. Yeah, my style uh, so would anyway, at least be different. Um, it would at least you know, be. <laughs> yeah. I got you, guys. <laughs> but just remembering, like, this to me is a part of renewing the mind, right? Like, you yeah. have the choice to tap into a bloodline that is more powerful than your own, and you have to make that choice. So when it feels like every time, you know, I talk to my dad and I'm like, my dad's a crazy person, and then I hear myself sounding just like him, right? I have to be like, this is not my bondage. I'm not bound to this. Right. The Lord is with me, you know, or whatever the thing is. And and even more intense levels, you know, when you walk with somebody through trauma and those sorts of things, you have to grieve what was lost and mm-hmm. also accept the new thing that God has for you and what he can bring That's freedom in. And, it, and, and he brings freedom in incredible places. He doesn't bring freedom because that was easy, right? Like the miracle that he does is that it's in the hard, dark places that he, you know, that he, that he sets us free. And so, and that's the cool part. If it was easy, I mean, why we wouldn't be all that interested. Right. So I think it's, it's pretty amazing. Um, you know, what he does when we partner with him and allow him access to it. So, yeah, yeah, that's good. Okay. So I'm going to just go on a little side note because this is something we really do emphasize a lot in the keys to freedom study. In fact, we have a whole day that's dedicated to this because when we talk about generational patterns, it's not just a matter of like finding everything that was bad and everything we want to break. But there is also something really powerful about actually looking for some of the good, recognizing some of the positive, no matter how dysfunctional your upbringing may have been. That's right. Most people can find at least one thing, at least one thing that they're like, this was a good thing. And I want to be really intentional about passing this thing on to my kids. I think we can just get really hung up on all the negative. And so, um, you know, I just think about, um, things like generosity or, you know, I mean, like even with yours, Brooke, you've mentioned like, my dad was a really hard worker. Now, sometimes this, it went to a bad place, but that is some, a work, a strong work ethic is a yeah. great thing that I got from my dad. And now I just have to know how to balance it and manage it well mm-hmm. so that it's, a, it's in a healthy place in my life. Right. <clears throat> um, you know, um, <laughs> I know some families where, uh, like there was like abusive parents and I've heard this from more than one person, like people who had abusive fathers, but they're like, let me tell you one thing. My dad was the most loyal friend because if anybody ever messed with his friends, like he was going to take them out. (laughs) I'm like, okay, well, that's a way to find something good in the, you know, he was was a violent man, but he was sure loyal, you know, but I mean, there's, there's, that's a great example. Like, okay. So there was probably a loyalty thing that you can say, look, I didn't want any of the other stuff that came along with it, but man, I want to, I want to be a loyal friend in a healthy way, uh, right. to my, to my family, to my friends. Right. And that's something I want to pass on. So I think, yes, it can be difficult, more difficult for some than others, but we, we want to make sure that we've got balance and we really identify those things that we want to claim and truly yeah. do want to pass on as a blessing to our children or to the next generation. Or, you know what, if you're listening to this and you're like, I don't have kids and I don't really think I'm influencing the next generation and I don't really care about anybody else. Fine. Do it for yourself. Like, (laughs) like break the pattern for your own life so that you can live more healthy and free. That's the whole kind of like, that's what keys to freedom is about. Yeah. And, and at the end of the day, (laughs) um, it's, and you gotta be intentional. So intentionality is key. 
um, what you plan and purpose in your heart will flow down to the generations after you. And like you said, if it's not that you, you know, well, I don't have kids and this is why, because I didn't want to mess them up. Uh, and you know what? I respect that. Uh, <laughs> I get it. <laughs> sure. Except if right. you're a Christian, you're a leader and you are a leader in your culture. And right. so you've got to also be free. I'm sorry. Yeah. You gotta do it. Um, and so what happens probably for those of you who don't have kids is that it just doesn't get beat out of you as much as maybe it does yes. for the rest of us. <laughs> True. Um, so, you know what? Actually, I think you made a good choice overall. Um, so, <laughs> kidding. We love our children. Um, You're saying that so anyway. to literally two pregnant women right now, Brooke. Yes. That's no. right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, y'all are, it's so good y'all are having more than one. Um, and so anyway... <laughs> So just thinking about the legacy that you want to leave. And I think that goes into that, you know, whatever that verse is about without vision, right? Yeah, my people perish. Good. And I just think that like, what is the vision for, for your life? Like, what are the things that you're like, if I was set free, this is what my life would look like. Right. Yeah. And, and being able to go, okay, Lord, how do we get to that place? Because that's right. what he's put on your heart and other things get freed up when we let him deal with the core. Right. He'll point out it's not that you have to go through every single thing that your family ever did wrong. Right. There are core core beliefs, core agreements that we make that tie into everything else. And that's the stuff that God gets into and lets go. He doesn't worry about these tiny little things over here that don't really matter. Everything it's all fed somewhere, if you will. So it's at a root. And so that's where he wants to go. He wants to dig out the root. And so, you know, um, just know that when you're pursuing that healing and your freedom, it is going to affect other people's tomorrows. You know, Nancy said this on the podcast, like the people that are on the other side of your obedience, mm-hmm. I mean, you have idea how many people that is. Um, and just know that too, that your life is not all that's at stake here, right? It's right. all of us. I don't mean that from a place of like, you should get it together because you affect everybody, but just yeah. hopefully that's an encouraging thing of how much you matter and how much every, every time you fight for freedom in your own life, how that impacts multiple people some that you'll never even really no, know. That's, so, yeah. 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 Gosh, man, that's so good. So good. So with that, we want to give you guys something that you can take away and practice and try to implement this week as you kind of start this process of being honest about what that has looked like for you and your story and your family's history. So to start, we want to encourage you to just take a few minutes, reflect on the patterns in your own family, both positive and negative. I love that they mentioned both sides there to to make sure you take time, write those down. When it comes to the negative patterns, consider how they have affected you. Um, Mm -hmm. And Melanie even mentioned this a couple of weeks ago about just being honest, uh, or maybe it was Brooke, one of us, somebody mentioned this about, about, you know, counting the debt in a sense of just being mm-hmm. honest about what actually happened and not denying it. Cause that's not helping anybody. It's not helping you heal. It's not even helping you forgive if you can't be yeah. honest about what happened. Yeah. Um, so being honest about how it affected you, how they affected others in your family and whether or not you've seen those patterns, patterns appearing in your own life. Uh, and then you can stand in the authority he has given you that flows from that spiritual bloodline and choose to break those patterns uh, that he reveals. And something else that's really important here is uh, when you break something in prayer, you should always ask God to replace it with something else. And I love that. Um, So as you break a generational pattern, ask God to replace it with a generational blessing. I love that. I think about what I pray over my kids at night and, and, just being more specific with that, but also more intentional saying, yeah. Lord, Oh my gosh, they see this in me. And this is, 
you know, again, you're not perfect, but you know, the Lord ha- breaks the power of those generational um, you know, curses and ties and whatnot. And so being able to say, Lord, that my kids are seeing an imperfect parent. Would you take this thing that they have, this thing that, you know, you're working out in me, Lord, would you turn that? And I pray that they would see this instead, Lord, where they see my impatience, Lord, that you would give them an extra measure of patience where, where they see, you know, frustration and would, you know, whatever it may be, Lord, would you give them an extra measure of, of grace and long suffering? Uh, yeah. Anyways, I'm going yeah, to circle good. that because that's something you can do tonight or yeah. today. Uh, and then the last thing is just to ask God what your next steps are. How do you need to practically step into the battle, so to speak, uh, in this area in order to see victory for you and your kids and your friends or ever your, your sphere of influence is? Um, and that could include counseling, or it might include some just practical changes or even boundaries that you need to set in your life. And it yeah. could be a number of things that he shows you. And it may be something that you literally didn't even think was on the table or was going to be that impactful. And the Lord's like, hey, try setting some healthy boundaries in your work life and see if that doesn't help that, you know, generational pattern there. Uh, and I just, I just love that that's something that you can, you can ask him for now. You don't have to wait until you've got it all perfectly lined up. He wants to set you free and he will, this is just so beautiful that like he has made a way that we don't have to wake up and go, well, this is my story because it was my mom's story or because it was my dad's story that I can walk in freedom and, and wholeness, um, and forgiveness. And it's going to be a new way of, of just approaching life in general. Yeah. That's so good. And I, and I think that's, that, that last piece that you mentioned is really important because with, with none of the keys that we have discussed or will discuss, is it a one and done thing? It's not like identify the negative pattern, pray the blood of Jesus, and then you're free. Like there is a partnering, there's a partnering with the Lord in a process that is so, so, so important. Um, when it comes to all of these keys, but especially this one, yes, there's, there is something so important about identifying it. So important about naming it, telling the story, saying what happened, standing in your authority, praying the prayer, breaking the pattern. And then Lord, what's next? Like, how am I going to practically walk this out? That's right. And sometimes that absolutely is going to require some like professional intervention, some counseling, some really working through some of that stuff. Because I think when it comes to generational patterns, we can forget and we can be, I mean, we are so used to what influence that pattern has had on our life. Cause most of us, it's, it's, it's been there our whole lives, right? That we actually need someone outside of that yeah. to be able to point some things out and show us where some of the dysfunction is. And y'all, we've all got it. We've all got it. No, yeah. how, no matter how great your family was, we've all got some so of true. that. And so I think that is, that's that piece of the, okay, God, what are my next steps? How do I really practically step into this battle? Yes. I mean, you cannot bypass that, that step. It's, it's key. Um, and so I, um, you know, and I'm also just thinking too, as you were talking about the next generation and, and that's kind of what I want to be able to leave with is just this thought of like, man, considering and reflecting and being intentional about the legacy you want to leave no matter whoever whoever that's going to be for whether it's your own children or if it's just the world in general like what is the legacy you want to leave realizing that 
it doesn't mean that just because you've broken patterns, your kids aren't going to have any struggles. They're going to have their own stuff. Right. They're going to have their own things that come up. And you know what? At the end of the day, you're going to pass some of your junk onto your kids. Right. You're you're perfect. <laughs> you just are. I had to have someone just point blank tell me that a professional counselor had to tell me that when we started talking about wanting to have kids, it's like, Cause I was so freaked out about that. I was yeah. like, I don't want to, I don't want to do something or pass on something that's, you know, not, not healthy to my kids. I don't want to jack up my kids. And they're You're like, right. you will, <laughs> you are. That's yeah. why like for some strange, crazy reason, God decided to use jacked up humans to raise yes. humans. Yeah. And so yes. understanding that it doesn't mean you're not like, you're not going to put, you're not going to pass some stuff on that you're going to wish you didn't, but man, there's going to, there is an intentionality behind saying like this, this is going to, there are some things that are going to stop here with me. And I, you know what, I'm not perfect. And I'm going to probably pass on some things I wish I didn't pass on. And I'm going to work with the Lord on that and confess to my kids and repent to my kids and pray and bless their lives. Like I'm going to do all those things. And I'm going to know that my children are going to have their own stuff. That's right. It's going to come up because of their own human brokenness that they're going to have to deal with and they're going to have to break for their kids. But it doesn't mean that there cannot be so much healing and freedom in our own lives that we will be able to fight some battles that our kids will not have to fight. Um, And I just, I, my husband and I were talking about this recently. There's just some stuff in his family that he's like, I do not like, this is where this ends. That's right. I mean, it's crazy because I'm even looking at us like we're about to have a baby here soon. And no, oh my gosh. And the action and our baby, we're naming after my husband. And his, my husband is named after his dad. I mean, wow. Our yeah. kid is gonna be like my 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 husband is a junior and our kid is gonna be the third. Right. And and I'm like, man, there's something really significant about how, yes, you are naming your kid after yourself and you were named after your father, but guess what? That name in each generation is just getting more and more redeemed and more and more More free and more and more more healthy. And there are things that are going to stop in, in your generational line because you have chosen to step into the battle. You've chosen to claim the blood of Jesus. And that is powerful and an amazing thing that we get to step into. So I just love this key more than anything, because you just get to start thinking about what is that legacy? Like, what do I want the next generation how do I want them to describe me? How do I want them to describe my influence on their lives? I mean, I know it sounds so cliche, but it's like, yeah, what, I mean, what are the things that you want? I mean, go to any memorial service, funeral, right. celebration of life, whatever you want to call it. Right. Right. And like, what do you want it? What do you want to be said about you? Like, this is the impact that he had on the lives he or she had on the lives that they influenced. That's right. Um, what you plan and purpose in your heart, as we have said a million times, it's going to affect the world. It's going to affect the generations after you. And so what do you want that to be? That's right. Just to think through that. It's just a, it's, it can be a little overwhelming, but at the end of the day, it's just a really cool thing that we get to step into and be really intentional about. Absolutely. For lack of not saying that word, enough. <laughs> right. <laughs> but that's just, that's what this key is about. So right. anyway, I, uh, I hope that you guys, as you've listened today, that you've been encouraged, inspired, maybe that to, to really step into this, to really say, okay, what does this look like in my life? Um, and how do I want to start being 
more proactive in this area? And what do I want that legacy to look like? Man, dive into those things with the Lord um, and just see what he has for you. Hope that you've been encouraged by this. I'm excited. We're going to just keep going. Next week, we're going to jump into the next key. Um, We're kind of rounding the corner here on this, on this little series on keys to freedom. We just have a couple left. So uh, we, again, thank you for joining us and hope that you will come back and join us for Mercy Talk next week. We're so glad you joined us today. We'd love for you to head on over to iTunes and leave us a review. You can also find previous episodes there. Mercy Multiplied is a nonprofit organization completely funded by our donors. We're incredibly grateful and couldn't do what we do without them. If you want to find out more how you can partner with us financially, head over to mercymultiplied.com.